What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. Something positive to talk about. Taking all three points. Can't believe it. What a trip down to Dean Court on the south coast at Bournemouth today. Not only did we take three points, we bagged three goals, which, if we're being honest, nobody saw that coming. If anything, we were hoping to scrape a point away from this thing. So anything above that, just icing on the cake. We are definitely not being relegated. So that is fantastic. We are mathematically ahead of the curve now. That's where we stand. But Jay... We are sticking true to our format here. Let's give you the first word on what went down on the South Coast today. I'm thrilled. Dude, we're not getting relegated. I don't give a shit what else happens the rest of this year. I don't care what happens. It's all ancient history. It's ancient history. Dude, first win in 11 games. I didn't even know how to celebrate. I didn't even know. Should I be joyous? Should I just feel relieved? Should I be calm? Like, should I just be like, oh, fuck it. Who cares anyway? Because we suck. Um, I didn't know what to do, but, uh, listen, it feels good to win. And I think what made me the most happy or made me happiest English, um, I'm glad Frank Lampard got a win. I'm glad he got off the schneid. I'm glad the team, again, after 11 straight, you know, games without pulling a victory, you know, at least they got one. Um, and it made me so happy when, when the TV cameras panned to the way to the away end toward the end of the game. And you saw all the Chelsea fans there. I mean, satirically going batshit, batshit, just relieved. And it was amazing. So, dude, good feelings. I'm like, I'm glad that I'm not sitting here contemplating offing myself. And you don't have to jump off a building and stab yourself on the way down. And life is good. Life is good. And winning away. Winning away. Let's let's not, you know, minimize that at all. It, it, It was especially surprising. We've been horrible away from Stanford Bridge. We've been horrible everywhere. But nonetheless, just getting on the positive side of the street is just a it's a great feeling. And I mean, when my man scored too, not to jump ahead, I lost my shit. I was lo- losing my mind when we actually went ahead. Uh, you know, we'll we'll break everything down one by one. But one of the initial things I'd just really like to point out when we looked at the team sheet, because you know, we're we're always sending some text beforehand. Really liked the lineup. The three things that stood out to me are this. Mudrick playing from the start. Had to happen. It was great to see him out there from the jump. Nani is proving himself as a guy who has to be in the lineup now. He's talented. He does exciting things. He takes on players. He puts people in difficult positions. He makes guys have to take them on. And he makes it difficult for for those guys that he's facing up against. And of course... Just seeing the California Redwood, Benoit Batty Ashiel in the lineup, I know it was because uh, Wesley Fafana was out and it was probably a, you know, a default sort of situation, but I love the Frenchman. You know, I've always loved him since we, we brought him into the side, loved his performance, him opening his account. We talked about, <laughs> it, you know, during the week, who was more likely to open their account? Of course it's Batty Ashiel. And it wasn't a header, it was with the foot. Uh, so, you know, it was just making me really excited. So, us playing some actual wingers, uh, you know, out on the wings really helped. Uh, looked like we were giving a fuck, which was awesome. Everybody seemed to be, you know, really digging deep and wanted to come away with not just a result, but three points. And uh, just very happy, feeling relieved. It's awesome to get on here and have some good positive energy to share with everybody. And I'm sure it's going to resonate in what we're going to be discussing today. I agree with everything. 
Um, you know, where I was concerned was obviously we came out, we scored. Once Bournemouth got that goal back, I was just like, here we go. Oh, it's yeah, going to play right sure. in. Guys are going to be hanging their heads. You're going to see it in the body language. You're going to see it with the amount of effort that was being put out there. And we didn't. We didn't backtrack. The guys kept their heads in the game. They kept on pressing. They kept on putting pressure on that Bournemouth back line. They kept on looking and seeking for that other goal. And you know, even as the game wore on, literally, we needed a point here. We really, really, really needed a point here just to make sure we hit that 40 mark and move on. Um, and we could have done that. They, they could have backed off. They could have just you know played for the draw just to play it safe. And they did it. So I was really happy just again, as far as mindset of what the guys were doing, the amount of effort, how they were working together. There was less, a little bit less barking at each other. So all of that stuff was great. Uh, I thought Nani was... Excellent. Um, you could see that there's not quite the finished product there yet, but there's a lot of really good things that he puts out there on, on the pitch. So, um, you know, that's promising. And that's all we want to see now. It's like, all right, the season's over. This has been a complete fuck fest. So let's just let's let's see what we have moving into the summer. Let's see what kind of guys are willing to put out the effort. Who's going to be part of this squad moving forward? And if we can, you know, it, very tough matchups coming up, but if we can start to put out some performances, I don't even mean like get the results, but if we can start to put out performances that we're proud of and close out the season that way, at least maybe we can go out on some kind of a positive note. No doubt. I mean, we need more more finished product, more end product uh, from Nani. Some of the finishing was was lacking, but just the fact that he's willing to to take on players and just make life more difficult for those back lines is refreshing. Because we yeah. just haven't been seeing that attacking mentality. And we controlled the ball. 66% possession. Uh, very nice you know, ball movement. Granted, we weren't doing a lot of incisive passing. But we were definitely playing with a much higher sense of urgency. Which was just really nice to see. Uh, especially away from home. Not having all the you know on all the support on our side. It was just a very refreshing performance. And bagging three goals was just you know, completely unexpected. I forgot what that was like. Uh, I mean, it was, it's just incredible. And especially scoring two in quick succession, very, very pleased. And it, and it looks like we were doing it on purpose. Like there was a plan. It, it wasn't just, Oh, let's, let's see if we can bang one deep, you know, mess up a few corners or, or just try to muck up a few goals with some sloppy headers or whatever. Connor's finish was excellent. On that first goal, a tremendous header, uh, gave us a lot of momentum. I got to give him a hat tip. We dog him a lot on this show. We got to give Connor his due uh, for the shift that he put in today. Uh, he had a lot of effort. Uh, he, he, you know, we, we, we can never dog him in that sense, but he was putting, you know, effort with skill and uh, showed some, some, some class out there today. So I'm very pleased with the performances all around uh, with the exception of a few guys. But like I said, it looked purposeful. Huh. It looked like uh, the guys were actually listening to some of the notes that maybe uh, Frank was jamming down their throats and the effort was there. And the fact that we got to see him smile uh, at the end of the match and have a positive presser is just awesome because I hate having to see Frank bear the brunt of all this shit. He doesn't deserve it. He's doing us a real solid and, and hat tip to Frank and hat tip to the boys. Yeah. And listen, good on him. We, you know, the lineups that have been put out there, we've been trying to read between the lines to figure out what that's about. I can't believe that someone who's as bright 
and has the type of experience that Frank Lampard does as a player is putting you know, Connor and Golo Conte as, 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 as our, a part of our top attacking three and thinking that that is a, that gives us a better chance to score than throwing out guys who actually play in those positions. So again, we're, we're trying to figure out why things were the way they were and why these decisions were being made. Um, I don't think it's because he's stupid or ignorant or naive enough to think that those guys are better playing at wing or at striker than anybody else that we could have thrown out there. Um, so I was glad today that, you know, whatever's happened on the, on, on the training grounds, whatever's happened between last game and this game, he started to have a little bit more faith in Nani, put Mudrick out there, got Kai Havertz back out there for, you know, what he's able to contribute. And we actually look like we had, not quite cohesion, but we, again, I think you said it best. We had some purpose with the way that we were going and attacking. And the first goal was so refreshing, not because Connor scored, because whatever about Connor, although it was a nice header. I just say I have a very hard time giving him credit. And by the way, what the fuck is up with his socks? Can somebody explain to me? I've never seen a footballer in my in entire back, life. The back, the it's back every rip. game. He cuts two circles. It's like, your calves ain't that jack, bro. You don't need to give those bitches air. <laughs> like, they don't need to breathe. I don't know what this is. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Um, the ball in from N'Golo Kante was, was great. But, man, how many times have we seen it this year, whether it's been our wingbacks or whoever, playing balls into the box and there's being, there's like one Nobody lone there. duckling. There's either no one there or there's Kai Havertz surrounded by five dudes. At a minimum, we had two guys in the box waiting for the cross. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't understand why it took this long to realize that we may need to throw a couple of extra bodies forward, especially if our attack was designed to pull it out wide and cross it in. Like you need somebody on the other end of it for there to even be a chance. But I was just thrilled that I saw that there were bodies that were kind of crashing toward the net. And yeah, it found his head. Nice glance header right into the corner. And there we go. We were off and away. It was it was definitely refreshing seeing multiple bodies attacking the ball, uh, you know, <laughs> in the six yard box. Very, very excellent finish. I have to say it was it was an excellent glancing header. Great ball in by N'Golo Kante. And, you know, you mentioned Kai. He's good with the link up play. You know, he he is a figurehead up front. But I mean, sometimes I feel like he's a giraffe on roller skates out there. Like, what is going on? Like, he just disappears. And you every now and again, when he has to drop deep to get a touch or something, like that, you forget that he's there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he, he goes he goes absent and such long stretches without having any kind of impact. It's uh, it's easy to overlook because it just doesn't seem like he's doing an awful lot. Uh, he's one of the performance that stood out, unfortunately, on the I don't want to say the negative side, but it just doesn't seem like he has any actual effect on what we're doing. And maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm not you know watching correctly. Maybe I'm just an American fan. But he doesn't seem to uh, stir the drink as much as you would expect, a, you know, either a real striker to do, which we all know he's playing out of position. But nonetheless, if you're playing, you got to play the role. And uh, I expect a little bit more out of him. Uh, yeah. One of the other performances that was lackluster, sorry about that, it was was chilly. And even though, you know, he got hurt, we obviously hate that. God, the poor guy has no damn luck. It's just unbelievable. But he was shit. I didn't like what Chile was doing at all. Uh, he had some opportunities to get some crosses. They were all blocked. He had a lot of poor passes. 
He didn't seem like he was in rhythm at all. Uh, he didn't put in the uh, performance that we need out of him, but luckily it didn't matter. Yeah, Chilwell wasn't sharp. You know, Kai is just, dude, it's just the never-ending conundrum. You know, you say you know, giraffe on skates, which is very appropriate. I, I look at, he's like a baby deer. Like he just got squirted out of his mother and his his knees don't really know what to do. They're just quivering. And then it's just like things just like his legs just kind of flop all over the place and he's flicking at balls and it's up above his head. And then it, I don't, you know, again, if we're going to play with two, two strikers and he's going to play behind somebody who really knows how to make those runs in the box. Um, if you're going to be playing a 4-2-3-1 and he's playing in the center there and can provide that link up, again, it's serviceable. But again, he's he's formation dependent, which just it makes it really tricky. So that, I think that's probably the most interesting um, player decision over the course of the summer because there's a ton, there's value there. And if oh, you can yeah. get if you can get good dollar for him, I, I mean, I wouldn't have a horrible feeling about just letting him go just because I feel like he is so formation and so system dependent. And although he's supposed to provide versatility and play anywhere up top, anywhere, he's just not that good at any one thing to justify putting him out there ahead of what we could have at our discretion at our disposal. So uh, yeah, it was a very forgettable performance for him. Not bad, not good, just missing. Yeah, and I mean, with Kai, when we brought him in, obviously we were super excited. We used to talk about, remember him, him and Mason Mount playing like dual number eights in the in the midfield. We we always kind of thought he was going to be playing a little bit of a deeper role than he's been playing uh, since he came into the squad, uh, largely. But uh, he is a little bit of a man without a country in, in terms of this squad. And we all know next year we're not going to be in Europe. The squad is obviously bloated in size. So he he might be, you know, driftwood uh, and we're definitely not going to recoup the type of fee that we paid for him because he was a he was a massive transfer, you know, 80 plus, uh, as I remember. But, uh, you know, getting something back for him wouldn't wouldn't kill me either. And look, no one's going to forget the contributions that this guy made. He's obviously an excellent football. He's fantastic at the international level. He plays out of his mind for Germany, uh, you know, by and large. So. Scoring the winning goal in the 2021 Champions League final. Uh, he's definitely a big part of this club's history just off the strength of that goal alone. And uh, we thank him for his service. Hopefully he'll continue to improve and play well over the course of these last few games. But uh, he might be somebody who's hitting the exits at Stanford Bridge when it's all said and done. And and either I, I, I don't I don't see this thinking like, all right, we, we just got to scrap this guy. He's just not good enough. He's not up to par. I think there's a really good player in there. Um, I think he's shown I mean, for is. Yeah, I mean, he's shown for us at, at various points in time that he can be top class. Um, it's just is the consistency there and is the versatility actually there? And just, you know, there's certain players where you want you wanted you want what's best for them. Like I want what's best yes. for Christian Pulisic. I just don't think that this is where it's gonna be. I want to see that person thrive. Hakeem Ziyech, like I really like that player. Again, it's kind of very similar to Kai Havertz where there's a really specific kind of skill set that works for him and he can't do a lot more. Like he's great on set pieces. He's good out on the wing, but he's got some limitations. He's bad defensively. He doesn't have the work rate coming back. Okay, that that's a really good chess piece for a lot of clubs all across Europe. 
and I want the best for those guys. I also don't want them being frustrated in our dressing room because they're not getting playing time. So sometimes it's just like, all right, shake hands, part ways as friends, and let's call it. We'll see what the decision is with Kai. I think that one's obviously trickier, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think everybody, I think all fans would agree that we just, nobody wants to see him playing as a striker for this club ever again. It's, it's just, it's difficult. It's not, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, that's not his forte. And then Ziyech, you know, I, I hope he goes to PSG. I mean, the guy loves nothing more than getting his picture taken. He fancies himself way more of an IG model than anything else. Um, so Paris would be perfect for him. Um, but, uh, you know, there we'll, we'll get into the summer stuff a little bit later, but let's uh, let's jump back into the action. So going in 1-1 at halftime, you're lying if you thought that something positive was going to happen heading into the second half. Uh, a lot of time went by, and then another person who deserves a, a hat tip today, Keppa, stepping yep. up, made some huge saves in the second absolutely. half. Absolutely, he absolutely kept us in this match. Uh, without him, we're definitely looking at the wrong side of this whole thing. Uh, hats off to Keppa, played awesome, made the saves that he had to make, and uh, I really, really felt great about his performance today too. Big time saves, big time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was holding my breath after halftime, just hoping that we could keep it at one-one for the rest of the and just clear the point and move on. And yeah, do without without Keppa, it wasn't only the the saves he was supposed to make. I mean, there were there were some big time reaction saves on shots that were heading for the back of the net. Um, if we let another one in, if he doesn't make those saves and we go down to one. We don't have the intestinal fortitude or the spine to be it's able over. to come back from that. It's over. Then the heads drop. Um, so the fact that he was keeping us in the game was tremendous. And that's what allowed us later in the game to do what we ended up doing and putting this thing away. But without Kepa, this thing was over. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we had some substitutes, uh, you know, took off NG, um, you know, made, made a couple of changes. Bournemouth started to get back into it. You started to think maybe, oh, here we go. It's going to be another one of these uh, late breakers. Slanaki gave gave us a gift. Just you know, fell down uh, on the wrong side of the pitch and did the old uh, you know handball cover up. Got called for it. And then as they were standing over the ball, I saw Raheem Sterling and Ziyech, and I was like, if if they <laughs> let if they let Raheem Sterling kick this, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. And thank Wait. God they gave it to the right guy. And then my man, the beautiful, elegant California Redwood transplanted from France, gets a foot on it, opens his account. I couldn't have been happier. And I could not wait to talk about this today because, again, I know we talked about it earlier. We were talking about was it going to be Enzo? Was it going to be Mudrick? Was it going to be somebody else to open the account? Of course. Of course. It's Benoit Badiashiel. Couldn't be happier for him. Absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, Sterling standing over the ball wasn't exactly a like 200 IQ decoy. I don't think anybody in their right mind thought that he was going to be touching that. And dude, that's the beauty of, I'll start off with Ziyech, that's the beauty of him. The way, oh. not only on set pieces, but in open play, the way that he can whip balls in there is world class. 
It's oh, world class. The ball was absolutely perfect. The run was timed perfectly. He was just onside. And again, you put the ball away, made solid contact. And but but dude, the, the ball and the run scored the goal. The finish was the finish. It was that was going in no matter what. Um and yeah, good for Benoit Badiashiel. I'm sure he's been really frustrated over the last Hell month. Yeah. Longer. Um not getting any playing time, wondering like what did I do wrong? Why aren't I getting my opportunities? Um he did play really solid today. He got the goal. That was huge. Puts us ahead. Three points. He got us the three points. The other goal kind of sealed the deal. But without that happening, without Ziyech delivering that perfect ball, and without Benoit making the run and being in the right place at the right time, you know, we're still slugging that thing out. No, 100%. Love the the, the ball in was just, to your point, inch perfect. Awesome. Fantastic job by Ziyech. His his left foot is a unique weapon, very very unique, one of the best in Europe, uh, and you know we wish him the best wherever he ends up landing because he still has some great football left in him. There's no doubt, and you know he should be playing in in Europe someplace next year. Um, so on that third goal, we bring on the Portuguese, my boy, boy. Mister No Finish, Mister Me No Finish, and he he shut me up, which I was glad, glad that he did. Because, again, scoring two in quick succession, we don't do that. We haven't been doing that. And it was the last thing I expected. I thought it was going to be offside or something, or maybe I missaw. But watching Mino finish, put one behind the uh, the goalkeeper and into the back of the net felt great. He was obviously very excited, throwing up the uh, logo, clapping for the away fans. Uh, a great finish. Excellent build-up play. Again, looked purposeful. Everybody knew what the other was doing. The parts were greased. Everybody looked good. And it was a, a wonderfully worked goal. I mean, you can't say anything else about it. It was it was fantastic. I I then had to make sure that I was awake. I pinched myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming. And, uh, you know, this, this is where we are. We're staying up. The ironic cheers were amazing. You got to give it to the Chelsea fans. We are some of the cheekiest around. And it was a beautiful song. Oh, yeah. Benoit Batty, she has his new song. I got to learn it. But he's got <laughs> one now. And, uh, you know, we're staying up. We're staying up. God bless America. God bless uh, London. And God bless Chelsea Football Club for another year of Premier League football coming up in 2023-24. Amen to that, brother. Dude, nice victory. I don't even know who we have next. It doesn't matter. We just needed to get past 40. The rest of the season will be what it is. Yeah, we got we got Forrest next. But before we get into that, you know what we get to do for the first time in nine oh, games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Man of the match. First time in nine games. We're bringing it back. We have the man of the match. As always, presented to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Jay Martin Himmelstein. Who is your man of the match? I'm going to be honest. I didn't even think about this because it's been so long since we've done it. I think I've got to go with Nani Matawiki. I think I got to go with Nani. I think I, I, I think I know where you're going to go with this and amen to that. Get great. And I totally understand why I just, I like what I've been seeing out of him. And I, I don't know if he's going to be the player that's going to be on the wings for us consistently moving forward. But I thought he was so dangerous. Really? He was just such, he was just such a pest. He was such I, a dude, pest. I think, I, I think he's got to play every game. Well, no, no. I, I mean, I, not not this season. I mean, moving forward. Like when we get when we when we hit the dirt next season, is he going to be our starting winger when we have 
um, who's the guy from Leipzig coming in? In Cuckoo? If, when we have Nkuku, when we have whoever else we're bringing in an attacking force, we still have Mudrik. There are players that are going to be competing for that position. But I, everything that I've seen from Nani, and if he can continue to develop, is really exciting. And I thought that he was absolutely the most spirited and most lively for the entire time that he was out on the pitch. So I'm giving it to Nani. I really like Nani. And dude, he's fast, bro. You put him and Mudrik out on the wings, and we because we saw it today, puts a lot of pressure out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And 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 when when you get a guy like Nkuku in, into the lineup too, because Kai is not exactly fleet of foot. Uh, granted, you know he's he's a taller guy, but you put the the speed of Nkuku, uh, Noni Manawake, and Mikhailo Mudrik up front. That's uh, that's a lot of foot speed up top, and there's not a lot of wingers, uh, you know, right back or left that are going to be able to keep up with that kind of pace. And you know they can they can put a lot of pressure um, on those back lines. But uh, you know my selection, of course, very very easy. You could tell it's the California Redwood. It's Benoit <laughs> Batty Shield. It's it, it's just yeah. it's no brainer. It's, it's a no brainer. Come on. I thought actually no. I I thought you were going to give it to Zhao. Me did finish. Me no finish? No, he me did like, finish. Oh, like, well, I mean, look, he came on way too he he came on way too late. <laughs> and you know, hat hat tip to the Portuguese for him finish. But uh, it's gotta be the California Redwood. Uh, he's yeah, just yeah. he's just beautiful, <laughs> elegant, the left footer. I mean, he's he's fantastic. I, I just I can't say enough about him. I hope he plays every game for the rest of the year. And you know, moving forward, if we're gonna play four in the back next year. I mean, this does not sound too bad to me. Ben Jillwell, Benoit Badiashil, Wesley Fafana, and Reese James. I'm comfortable with that. That's a That'll work. That, that's a nice mattress to lay out on. I could get comfortable there. Absolutely. And whatever Tiago Silva's role is gonna be. Listen, if Tiago's around, I still always want him out there just oh, for the leadership 100%. and experience any brings. I, I, but even if you're rotating those three guys and whoever else is going to fill in whether it's levi colwell we'll see what happens with Bali. i mean they're, they're going to be options as far as who's going to be playing center back for the club no which is no great doubt yeah and uh you know next year without europe i i think just the emphasis on the premier league is going to be amazing uh, like i really do think that now now that we are officially allowed to take a deep breath and say, now the season's really over. Because even though the season was over before this, it wasn't over until we at least eclipsed the point where we were mathematically completely safe. Now we can take a deep breath, really lick our wounds, really start to evaluate what's going on. And hopefully those smart guys with the fucking calculators and the TI-83s can figure out what the fuck we need to do moving forward. But we got Forrest next. They're coming to the bridge. They're in a relegation scrap, so we'll probably get a lot of their best effort. Hopefully, we can show the uh, class and the fortitude to just continue to, to build on this. Because, look, let's finish in the top half of the table. Let's start to take away other little positive things from this clusterfuck of a season and continue to look for silver linings and reasons to stay positive because that's what we have to do now. Now that we've got the last result that we need, we need to start focusing on the results that we can make next year. Absolutely, sir. I'm with you. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us. Jay, love doing this with you. So glad we were able to uh, put together another show here. Thank you, all of you folks out there who are listening to us. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the private messages, the follows on Instagram. 
uh, all the comments on YouTube and everything. Check us out on all the social media platforms. Go to americaisblue.com for any of your additional podcast or YouTube video needs. We'll be back after we take on Forrest next week. But until then, America is indeed blue. And enjoy the rest of your weekend with three points in your pocket.